shit. What's up, you cocksuckers? We're fucking back, dude. Ultimate Tag, back with another episode. And we're here to bring you guys the best shit. I'm back with the baddest motherfucker in MMA and boxing circles, man. He's been on twice. This is his third time. And uh, give a warm welcome for Rudy Hernandez. What's up, Rudy? How you doing, buddy? I'm doing fucking great. I'm doing fine, honestly. I'm not doing great. I'm just doing the, the basic fucking normal. But uh, that's better than shitty, you know? So I'm doing all right. What about you? Well, I woke up. I'm here. Fuck yeah. Yeah, you know, and at the end of the motherfucking day, man, you got to remember, man, the dead only know one thing. Yeah. That's a, good, that's a good outlook. It's better to be alive. Hell yeah. <laughs> I hear that from, like, people that... That's the only thing that actually... I hear that sometimes from, like, a... From people that have been in jail and shit or prison, and like that's sort of like their message is like I'm alive today, motherfucker. Like they they're alive, their alive aspect is just so much more clear than ours. You know what I mean? Like we Crazy, get up, huh? yeah. Like we get up and it's like, ah oh, man, I need a coffee or I'm gonna be fucking late to work. All these bitch ass worries that we have, but they're like, I'm not gonna get stabbed today. I don't need a peanut butter jelly sandwich. They're all happy about it. Don't you just fucking hate the people that fucking drown in a glass of water? Yeah. Fuck, you fucking know. <laughs> stop being a pussy. I have that. I get that. I get that. I call it just stop being a pussy syndrome because I have it all the time for everything. But yeah. luckily, I'm pretty good at, at battling it when mm-hmm. I do get it, whatever it is. Nice. You know, if I'm uh, nervous for a speech or whatever, I'm like, you're just being a pussy. You're, just, yeah. you're fine. Yeah. You had a great uh, role model. Yeah, I got lucky. I got lucky. <laughs> what? I, I got lucky I was able to receive it. You know what I mean? Because I feel like you can... You need parents like that for sure, but you need, but you also, as a parent, like, what if your kid's just a pussy naturally, you know? Like, and then that, that military boots or, uh, what's it called? Like a boot camp style just doesn't work and you got to just adjust, you know? Sometimes you have kids like that. They just can't handle but it. But at the end of the motherfucking day, man, you know, he's been brought up not to be a fucking pussy and no matter how much of a fucking pussy he is, he's not, a, <laughs> he's not that big ass pussy he would have been. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Very true. Big ass pussy syndrome is a serious yeah. <laughs> epidemic in the United States right now. Anyways, uh, yeah, we have you in here because you are our boxing and MMA expert on this show. It's fucking beautiful. I wouldn't and, say um, expert, but yeah, you know. But, yeah, humble. I love yeah. it. And fuck, we have a. Uh, what was I gonna say? You are. I've said this before on the other podcast, but if you, the new listeners that haven't listened to Rudy, he is the biggest cut man in basically in all the circles of MMA and boxing. He's cut up and basically trained. The best of the best. Floyd Mayweather, Conor McGregor, you've been around everybody. So mm-hmm. it's always a treat to have you in here. Um, I want to get into the uh, the MMA business first. How's that coming along right now? Because that's that's what's fluid right now, right? Isn't it great, man? That, Fuck yeah. Uh, um, you know, back in um, back in Florida, it, it was in, I think, yeah, we had, a, we had a problem in April where all the shows had been canceled. And um, Dana White, man, decided that, you know, that he wasn't going to, you know, you know, hold his breath and hope that you know something came to the rescue. And yeah, and he took he took um, he 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 took action, man. And 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 we went to Florida and we had a I think we had like three or four shows out there, man. And you know, and we've been busy ever since. And and the regulations are still very strict. Like when you guys get there, they go straight to the testing yeah, center, do, or hotel, and all. Yeah, stuff. we do the testing, and you know, we do the um, self quarantine, and you know, we I mean, we all have a responsibility. Oh, it, are you used to the testing? I got tested once, and I felt like fucking someone raped my fucking nose. That <laughs> shit all the way up there, it's it's like a dildo up your ass. It's terrible. It's like all the way up. It hurts. See, I wouldn't know about that. 
Well, the dildo. Uh, oh, yeah, up yeah. The ass I'm, just, I'm assuming. Just, oh, you're I'm assuming. assuming. Oh, my bad. <laughs> All rumors, guys. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> fucking you, boy. <laughs> man, you just, oh, shit. you just walked into that one on fucking your own, man. Fucking gender neutral around this bitch. <laughs> oh, man. What would your dad see? Oh, my God. Fucking, I thought, I'd treat, I thought sell, I taught you well. He'd fucking sell my ass shut like that. What's that fucking human centipede movie? <laughs> God damn. Uh, but yeah, it's, um, you know, we all have a responsibility and I think, um, the shit is real, you know, I've, you know, and at the end of the goddamn day, man, it's like, uh, just take a little bit of responsibility, you know, um, just think that it's, it's, you're the one that's bad. And so you don't want to pass it on to somebody else. Right. You know, wear that mask and, you know, just, you know, just have a little bit of a. A little bit of fucking discipline because it could save your life. Right. Yeah. My, my biggest thing is just I just don't want to be disrespectful. Like when I go somewhere, I don't give a fuck necessarily about the rules or anything. But I'm like, I don't want to piss anybody off here. That's rude. Like if I'm going to a store, I'm going to places and it's required, I'm going to wear it. Like I don't want to be a dick. Like that's just because now you're kind of just being a dick. Like I, I get it. Even if you're like, I don't believe it on this. Like, OK, that's your opinion, whatever. But just don't be a dick right now. Just do that in your car. Do it somewhere else. Like don't. If you're outside, I, I get your argument. For like we're at an outside bar, mm-hmm. and you know I'm, I'm I'm my own distance. And then if you're the one entering my space, then like what the fuck are you complaining? You can just go over there. But in a place that's not your business, it's not your store, it's not your restaurant, it's not this. Like wear the mask. Don't be a dick. Look, bottom line is that um, it, it's real. Yeah, the world, the world will not be fucking shutting down, and all these fucking you know sports events, you know concerts, and all this other shit, man, would not be in the in the situation in right now if this shit wasn't real. Yeah, true. So true, and I'm not even a conspiracy theorist, but I'm like, oh shit, we're, it's a world conspiracy. It's so conspira- you know what? But fuck it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Ho- yeah. Hopefully, hopefully, um, and that's kind of fucked up to say, man. But fuck, hopefully, whoever fucking started this shit, man, you know, he's paying a bigger price. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I remember when they when they announced it in uh, it was early in January for uh, China announced it. Well, and we knew about it like public officials knew about it, like like law enforcement, the government, they knew about it in November. But it, no one gave a fuck about it. It wasn't serious at that time. But I remember when they announced it in China, and then it was at the end of January when they put the travel ban up. And then of course they, he was racist for putting a travel ban. Like you're racist. And I'm like, oh, dog, we gotta just make sure that everyone's safe. Like it is what it is. And then uh. Well, when it officially went down, like March, mm-hmm. middle of March, I remember that because yeah. I was fucked up the day before. It was beautiful. It was yeah. the last day. We knew it was everyone's last day. We're like, yeah, this I, worked, is be I, the worked, last. I worked the first weekend of March, and uh-huh. then after that, everything got canceled. Yeah, yeah, yeah we knew. I, I we did a St. Patrick's, uh, like a fucking big tour bus thing. It's fucking great. It's in Long Beach. You just, nice. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> we're like, this is our last weekend. Let's fuck it up. You know, we're young. We're good. But um, yeah, luckily Dana White kept it going honestly because i mean it's it's still a business yes this thing is real but at some point people got to make a decision do i succeed to this even though it's real and i and i'm risking the health of others or do i become homeless and i don't i don't have my business anymore and that's it's not going to be and why it's not going to be fucking homeless but i relate that to other business owners small business owners anybody like I, at some point you go i don't give a fuck if it's real i want to be homeless or i'm losing my business i have to st- I have to do something, and luckily Dana White just did it quick. You know, man, um, back in 2007, 2008, when, um, you know, the economy took a big dump, you know, mm-hmm. there were billionaires that went broke. Yeah. 
billionaires. Yeah, fucking Dana, crazy. Dana White's a millionaire. Yeah. So, you know. It, Anything it, can happen. Yeah. And most of your money's tied up in stocks and all these things. The Big Short, I don't. that movie came out about that. Fucking mm-hmm. really broke it down. Really great movie. But, yeah, anything can happen. I just hope that, you know, the we. I just want a quality of life. That's it. Yeah. You know, like, you know, right now, you know, um, I, you know, as you get older, you start seeing, you see things. And I'm like, I refuse to be that person. I'm not going to be a person that wants to get somebody like, well, you know, my brother went to cancer and, and, and I understand, I understand his reasoning to wanting to live, mm-hmm. you know? And, um, he had a, his son was only 10 years old and, um, he, he, he woke up every day with that, with that will to, to keep fighting it and to, and he was going to win. And, um, but when they had to go in there, and wipe his ass, man, I'm like, it's no fucking way. Man. Heartbreaking. I want, yeah. I, I, I'm not, I'm not that guy. Yeah. It's embarrassing and humiliating to me, and I'm, I refuse to be in those fucking shoes, man. Yeah, I will fucking get a good goddamn meal and check out the next day. Yeah, you know, my my dad said the same thing about his pops. It, I remember when he would talk about that. Like, he's like, it's it was hard for him. He didn't really vocalize it as much and, until we had a few drinks, and then he talk about it. But um, when seeing your like your your loved one, whether it's your brother, your dad, or whoever, and like like especially for his dad, he's like he had dementia, didn't even fucking remember him most of the time. And like can't move, you have to wipe his ass. It's just it's it's a not it's not how you want to see uh, your loved one go because you don't want that to be the memory. See, but dementia, so de- dementia, like you don't know, yeah. So you don't give a fuck. I mean, like there's no, no, no fucking big deal. But all the others, and when you know when your con- your conscience and your brain is working, and like yeah, you know, and um, dude, I'm like fuck that. That's not me. Yeah, it's <laughs> tough. Stuff we have some fucking funny dementia stories about my grandpa. I, dementia can be funny too. I don't go fuck anything can be fucking funny. Yeah. I don't. I don't care what everyone's so dramatic about everything nowadays. People are so fucking sensitive nowadays, man, and it's fucking pathetic, man. <laughs> they should fucking just be shot or hang. <laughs> hang those motherfuckers, man. If you if you if you're that person, man, god damn it, you must be a terrible fucking human being. I agree. If you're sensitive, what a I'm fucking like fucking pussy. <laughs> <laughs> Here, here's the thing too. Like, I'm not saying all sensitivity's bad. Like. There is an appropriate times to be sensitive when you're at your house and you want to watch a fucking sad movie and cry, or you want to just put on some music and relax and the cry. The fuck are you talking over about, it. man? But at least, <laughs> at least it's in your own fucking home and you're not bugging anybody. Okay. Like, yeah, but you gotta get fucking older, man. You gotta get like in in, in your fifties. Yeah, but you can't do that in your fucking forties or thirties. <laughs> the fuck is wrong with you, man? What a fucking pussy. I you're, agree. You're see, that's the problem. <laughs> that's the motherfucking problem. Our motherfuckers think that's okay at a younger age. No, fuck that. You, 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 can't, you know what's fucking crazy, man? Is that these motherfuckers? You know, my, my friend told me a few months ago that that she sells more fucking face product and hairs and all this other fucking bullshit to to guys. They oh spend God. more fucking money on taking care of their fucking eyebrows and their fucking lips and shit than than women do. People don't have any respect. How nowadays. fucking sick is that? Man? That's unbelievable to me. Yeah. I, I, we were talking about this with my fucking roommate the other day. So we were talking about like, dude, like our lives are dope. Like we have a good setup. Like we're young. We're best friends. We've been best friends since fucking seventh grade. Like we have nothing to worry about. We get pussy whenever we want. It's fantastic. But like, if a good woman comes along, like well, she's kind of fucked. Like she needs to like be perfect almost. Like our standards are high, and I have standards for dumb shit. I'm like, if this bitch eats Domino's pizza, I want to knock her out. How how dare you eat Domino's pizza or bring that shit in my house? That's disgusting. <laughs> I, we need to have some real pizza, and it's got to be cheese. Like, I there's small things that bug me, but I was like, on top of that, she needs to be cool. She needs to be nice. Like, 
you see every fucking broad nowadays showing their ass on Instagram. I'm like, if I see that, I'm already, you're already out. And every bitch does it. Yeah. Everyone does it. Here's a picture of me and my ass. Check it out. What the fuck? What the fuck is this? And then you get to be, and then, and then the caption underneath is about social justice. What the fuck does your culo have to do with social justice? What the fuck is this? It's a smelly world. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> It's absolutely insane, man. Yeah, but smelly fucked up world. I know, I know. Uh, going back to fucking Dana White, he he got a lot of you know drawback from starting it up early and from doing all these things. But I mean, fuck, he did it the right way. There's always going to be criticism. You cannot be you cannot be successful and not have somebody you know bitch or complain. Yeah, and of course. At the end of the goddamn day, man, it's like you know you're, he's he he walks in his own shoes and and um and you know what, man, he's. I've never really dealt with him at all. Zero. I've only had one encounter with him where I wrapped his hands because he was getting ready for to the, to do this um, photo shoot here in Los Angeles, and, mm-hmm. um, and he. I don't even think he knew I was a cut man with the UFC. Um, well, I'm sure he did. I mean, because he's always seen. He's always there at the shows, and so yeah. I'm sure he saw me walk back and forth. And I've done my job, and um, and um, and the the second time I ever had any encounter with him was. Uh, he he shaved and he, he had a little cut and that little cut would not stop bleeding so they called the cut man and so I went over there and you know fi- <laughs> fixed him up a little bit man and, and and that's that's pretty much my encounter with him but um but he's a he's a, he's a man that runs a business and he runs it as as um as a as as he were a fan because this is what I want to see and and you know what that's great man because. He's giving the fans what they want. It doesn't matter about records if you win or you lose. It's, it's like if, if you if you come in if you go there and you fight, he you're gonna get taken care of. You're gonna fight. I love he's, it. He's not gonna he's not gonna get rid of you. Yeah. You know and um, and you know and he, and everybody has a story, right? And and they gotta live it. You know whether it's with the UFC or not. Right. That's that's my favorite part about the UFC. That I think I think we might have talked about this before too, but. I think boxing can take a huge lesson from that is just fuck the records already. Stop with the records. I mean like everyone's like you're everyone's trying to beat everyone with a record, get a perfect record. It's it's a fucking waste of time. Like it's do you want to fucking fight fight real people and actually have a fight that people will enjoy to watch? Uh cuz the UFC you can have I don't know how many losses and it's, it doesn't matter. It's people still want to see you fight. It's it's fucking great. And with boxing is like if you have one like oh this guy's career is over and it's I, I wish it wasn't like that. But that's the um, the problem is, is that it's TV and also the uh, the majority of the public as well. They would rather see a guy with an undefeated record. But yeah, but it's their fault because at the end of the goddamn day, it's like um, okay, let's get these guys, let's get this fight going. I mean, you can get like there was a guy named Freddie Pendleton that was at one at one point in his career he had like a record of like two wins, thirteen losses, or twelve losses or something like that, mm-hmm. and the guy went. He was a world champion with 15 wins, 15 losses. Fuck. Go figure. You know, but but um, the guy, you know, got like Orlando Salido, the guy that beat um, yeah, Lomachenko at one time. You yeah. know, yeah, yeah, he had been he had lost to his up and coming um, prospects that were really good, who went on to be contenders, and uh, maybe a couple of them were world champions. But um, then he went on to be a world champion. He's yeah. the one. That, he's the one. That, he's the first one to beat Lomachenko. He's one of the fucking most exciting fighters to watch. Every fight he had was exciting. And he came to fight. And so, but when when given that opportunity, and then, then you know people people will watch. You know, right? But just just gotta 
keep them keep them going. Right. Now, last time I t- I talked to you, um, Suhudo had just retired. Yeah. So, so now literally the same thing. Now Khabib just retired. What are your What are your thoughts on that one? Well, Khabib has a different different standards, man. Um, he's a throwback of what men used to be back back in the day. You know, one hundred percent the the fifties and sixties. You know, type of guys that were veterans. You know, and um, and I think that I think he's a lot more honest about about retiring than the other guys. Oh yeah, for sure. I, you know, no one fucking believed Cejudo when he did it. I mean, and to be fair, like Cejudo. He has a lot of the same issues as, uh, or it not, it's not an issue, but same exact uh, problems going forward as could be. Where it's like I, I defeated everyone in this division who was even close to me, or even considered the best. He beat Mighty Mouse for Cejudo, beat everyone, and now it's there's no point. The only thing left here is money, and if I have enough and I'm good with my life, then I'm good. I don't really need to re- like risk my health or my legacy or any of those things. If I if I'm happy with my money, and Khabib is like. Same thing. Like it seems like he's made more than enough money. Um, he literally cleared the division. He beat everybody. He's undisputed. He's. I don't even think he's ever lost a fucking round. Like legitimately, I don't think he's ever lost a round. And in what twenty eight? I don't know how many victories he has. And no, mm-hmm. he's undefeated. And you know he can easily keep fighting and just making a lot more money. Mm-hmm. But if you're if you're good with what you have and you're like oh, I don't need any more money and you don't want to risk your health and you know your and your record or your legacy then I'll power it to you man I'm not gonna judge you for that I'm, I'm a strong believer in, in um in making that money yeah me too you know make that money I don't care if I mean even if you fight to be 40 and you can still make money then make money man because you you have no idea what um when 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 you ask okay well when is enough and I go and you would say well one more cent one more cent and that was you know and that was that was a, a quote that was um, said by by um, this guy that was one of the, the he was the richest man in the world out back in the back in the day. Um, damn, Howard Hughes, I think maybe mm-hmm. maybe Howard Hughes. Anyways, um, when they asked, well, how much how much money is enough? And they go and he said, well, one more cent. And it, and it's true because yeah. it's never enough. We're just talking about how these billionaires who who were really rich, you know, at one time and they went broke. Yeah, you know, so it doesn't matter how much money you got; it's never enough. Yeah, especially I mean, it, we couldn't have learned that lesson more harder than this fucking year. If my brother, if I would have known my brother was gonna have cancer and was gonna die at the age of fucking forty-five, fuck, I would have sacrificed his ass and kept him fighting until fuck until he dropped. Yeah, you know, because I, at the end of the goddamn day, I'm like, well, you know, what else? What else you got going? You know, what are you gonna leave me with? He left me. He left. He he left me broke. Crazy, fucker. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's fucking phenomenal. Anyways, um, how's the fi- how's the fight game been for you lately with the UFC specifically? Like, what what are the last fights? That you- and because I know a lot of them mostly been at Fight Island. I don't know if you're going to those or not. I'm not. I haven't been going. I haven't gone to the Fight Island. But mm-hmm. um, but it was it was um, it was okay. I mean, at the end of the day, I had um, Carlos Quaza fight uh, Gallo Estrada in in Mexico for the WBC Super Flyweight title, and he did a. It was a great fight, so um, you know it didn't it didn't affect me. If anything, it was a, it was it was great. Yeah, it, it worked out perfect. While they were at the island, I was in Mexico, and so um, you know when I came back from Mexico, the first show was December the uh, October the thirty first in in Vegas, and you know, and I just came back again from Vegas this past weekend as well. That you was a uh, was that Uriah Hall? Was that the Uriah Hall fight or no? Yeah, and uh, Silva. 
Uh-huh. Oh, okay. Nice. Yeah. So you worked on that one? Yes, I was on that was on the thirty first and then um and then, you know, we have um we have shows every weekend in November. Fuck yeah. So, you know, and the we don't have the I think I think we're we're scheduled till uh, December the nineteenth. The UFC the nineteenth will be its last um its last um show for the year of twenty twenty. Okay. And I believe that I I think I might have read somewhere where like January second would be the first startup okay. show for the UFC. So. That's great. I'm I'm glad like I said, I'm glad they're giving everyone work. Like people have holidays, people have fucking just bills, just all fucked up everything is that the fact that he's giving that that many people work is fucking is beautiful. Mm-hmm. Now for for boxing, how's how's everything going with that? Well, it's it's um it's slow, but I know um, it's a lot different. Yeah, yeah, but uh, but at the end of the day, man, I I, I had um I had a pretty good October the twenty third when Carlos Cuadras fought um, Gallo Estrada is they're considered one of the the best fights of the year so far. You know, it's like a it's a candidate for fight of the year. And it was a really good fight, man. Um, we came up short, and and it just what bothers me is that um, I wasn't able to get Carlos uh, up that up to the next the little next level, mm-hmm. and and it um and I blame myself because it my job is to bring out the very best in him, and sometimes, man, damn it, man, as frustrating as it is, man, I wish I had a remote control where I can do all this and shit, and it'd be a whole lot easier. Yeah, my, my life would be a whole lot easier, man, but. Trying to get a guy to do something, and and he he looks like he's a little bit mentally challenged, man. It, it sucks, you know. Right. He moves, and I'm like, what the hell? I mean, like, I can't believe it, man. How yeah. is it that you can do all these things, but yet you can't do this? Something so basic, yeah. And you can't do it. You know, it's, it's fucking frustrating. The sports psychology of shit is fucking nuts. Like, perfect example. I, I it's a uh, it's baseball for uh, Steve Sachs. Remember Steve Sachs in yeah. the eighties for the Dodgers? Yeah. Uh-huh. He couldn't throw the ball to first. Played second base. He literally he couldn't throw the ball at first. He was he made I don't know how many throwing errors he had his whole career. Like uh-huh. he get the ball and it's all in his head. Yeah. Literally just as soon as he get the ball, just panic. Your fucking butthole gets this tight and you're and you everyone's looking at you and you're freaking out and pure panic. And then he mm-hmm. sails the ball. Mm-hmm. Fucking one of the best players in the eighties. Like just can hit the shit out of the ball. And then when a double play ball came or when he had to dive and catch it, he had no problem throwing it at first. Yeah. Dude, fucking boom, throw it out. But simple anything simple. Freak the hell out, and his sports psychology is a motherfucker. That's crazy, huh? Yeah, it's fucking crazy. It's an absolute motherfucker. Yeah. What do you think about speaking of that? Uh, what do you think about? Uh, I mean, there's a lot of information that came out now after the fight, but with uh, Teofimo and, and Lomachenko, because as it was happening, in my from my view, as it was happening, um, I I, I was pissed. I was pissed because uh, I, I know I know Lomachenko's Lomachenko's style, which is like let it develop, and then once you see their tendencies, then act on them, but they didn't do that till like the sixth, seventh round, and I was like upset about. I was like, "You basically just gave away six rounds, like you for free." Like, I mean, if you wasn't get, it eight, it was fucking ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I, but apparently he was hurt. I don't know if that's true. I have no. I mean, he got a surgery, I think. Um, but if you're gonna the whole computer approach, like let's let's download his computer and then see where it's at. That's a that's a, that's smart. I get it. But till the fucking end, like you're 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 not gonna win. Now you have to knock him out, which is not his thing. He's not a knockout guy. First of all, um, there should be no excuses. I Fuck agree. Fuck I agree. You. Fuck you with your fucking excuses. If you you shouldn't win in the ring to begin with. Number one. Number two is like um, it's not like you needed the fucking money. You know, um, when my brother fought Oscar the lawyer, my brother went in there with a broken nose. 
and and this is how fucking naive we were. We had a doctor who said, "I'll get it, I'll get it right." You know, I got this medicine, and, and it's gonna strong up the the bones. And and you know, two weeks from now, man, he'll be okay. He'll be okay. You know, um, Alex Guerrero, he that's the supposedly the doctor that that um, that told us that not to worry about it. That he he do you know he'd be okay. Fucking run the sixth round, man. My brother gets uh, his nose was shattered. He gets hit with a fucking uppercut, and that shit just blew up, man. Boom, oh, done. And he was in so much fucking pain, man. He couldn't continue. Now, my I used to tell my brother, stop fucking using it as an excuse. We knew that we had the fuck the nose broken two weeks before. You know, we took a shot, and that I I, I hate to discredit somebody for what they did. Now he did the other guy did his job, and so that's it. Leave it at that. Right. It, don't don't complain and don't bitch. You know. Right. Fucking suck it up like a man. I agree. And, um, now Lomachenko, same thing. I mean, like he had to, he has fucking money. He it's not like he had to worry about where his next fucking meal was coming from. This guy's fucking a millionaire, so he could have just said, you know what, fuck it, we're pro- we're postponing this fight because you know I'm I'm injured and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go in there unless I'm a hundred percent. Right. Now. When, after the fight, while well, my shoulder, he had surgery. I don't give a fuck what you had after the fucking fight. Mm-hmm. Uh, after the fight, it's what you did in that fucking ring. Now, people need to understand that that when you're in the fucking fight and shit happens, the the damage that you can sustain in a fucking fight is not as bad as when the body cools down. Because once the body cools down. Oh shit, now you're in a lot of fucking pain. Oh yeah. But at the fucking moment, you're still there. And I did not I there's you you tell me at what point in the fucking fight did you see Lomachenko rub his shoulder or 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 do something where Zero. Like, that gives you the okay, oh okay, this is when it happened. The only thing I could have thought was him not throwing punches. I was like, well, Maybe he could be hurt because he's not throwing anything. Like, that's the first thing I thought. I was like, this is, I, I know he takes forever to get started, um, but forever for him is usually third, fourth round. Like, this this is like six, seven, eight. Like, this is ridiculous. So I was like, is he hurt? What's going on? And then when he finally started throwing punches, he started lining some great fucking shots. Look, I, I when I, when, um, when the bell rang first round, I'm like, cool. I, I understand. Second round, I still understand. The third round? What the fuck's going on? Charlie. The fourth round? The fuck? This bullshit. It's bullshit. This fucking bullshit. We're right. being, as as a fan, we're being taken advantage of. 100%. You know, I, so. And I wasn't necessarily impressed with, uh, if I were to say I was impressed with Teofimo's performance, I was impressed with his patience. To not give in, to not make, to not force a show. Uh, I, was, I was impressed with that in the sense that like, um, he kept his game plan the whole time. Like I'm gonna react off him. Once he gets aggressive, then I'll then I'll fuck him up. And then if he's gonna sit there and do nothing, fuck him. I'll let him sit there and do nothing. I'll just jab him to death. And I don't I, care. I didn't care about Lopez. First of all, um, I didn't think he did that great. Yeah. You know. I, I look at Lopez and I'm like, yeah, you know, yeah, he's entertaining for the sport. I, I I like him. I I didn't. I thought he was gonna get schooled and he was gonna get beat. But I still believe that he's he's the future of boxing. Yeah. And he's gonna be really popular and and people are gonna really like him. And you know, he's just. You know they talk a lot of shit, you know, and um, and but he's been able to back it up. But I didn't. I I saw this fight as Oscar De Loya versus Trinidad, Lomachenko being Oscar and 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 Lopez being Trinidad. And, right. Um, but it, it just flipped. the The thing is that Oscar started up well, started off well, and then gave up the last 
the last three, four rounds. Yeah. But Lomachenko gave up eight, almost like half the fight, right from the giggle. And it showed that um, my conclusion was that Lomachenko chose not to win. I agree. That's exactly what I, I, I talked to my dad after. And I was like, I, I don't see this as Teofimo winning the fight. I see it as Lomachenko losing the fight. In other words, he... He, he was better. He looked sharper. Everything that he did, he did better than, than, than Lopez. Yeah, except, definitely. Except he didn't throw his punches. Exactly. And, um, and at the end of the damn day, it's like you, you got to punch. You got to let those hands go. If you want to be that guy, then you got to let them go. But, yeah. you know, it's just, it just um, it's frustrating and irritating. Very. Because um, so much was expected of him. And he's a whole lot better than what he did. So much was expected, and this is the fight people have been talking about for years. Even fucking average boxing fans who aren't into it that, and this is this is like I said, this is the problem. It's like the buildup doesn't guarantee great results. As to where the UFC, they're like, "Fuck it, let's just throw it in there and let's see what happens." And if you have such a huge buildup and it doesn't deliver, like we saw this with Pacquiao and fucking Mayweather, same thing. Uh, My shoulder hurts. Yeah. The same fucking excuse, uh-huh. and we we see it time and time again. It's almost like these fights that. It sucks for real boxing fans because the fights that aren't promoted to the best are the ones that are the most entertaining. Like rarely do we get promoted fights like like a Wilder Fury where they where they deliver, where they're like exciting for everybody, where like there's knockouts and people getting back up and then there's another knockout and and then it happens again in the second fight. Like that rarely happens. It's usually it's the fights that aren't really promoted that much that are the best fights of the fucking year mm-hmm. and that people don't really hear about. Mm-hmm. And the hyped up ones suck. Yeah. And um like for instance, you know we had Lomachenko fight uh, um, Lopez, and it was a terrible fucking fight, man. But then later, the the week or two later, we had um, Carlos Cuadras against um, Gallo Estrada, and those Tremendous. Fuckers, they put up a hell of a freaking fight, man. Beautiful, and, yeah. Um, and those guys should have got paid. Yeah. They didn't, but they should have got paid. Yeah. You know, because you can't compare the millions to the little money that they got. Exactly. You know? And it sucks. What do you think about uh, that division going forward? Because. There's still a lot of people there, and there's been a lot of fights recently. There's what uh, Tank Davis fighting and Devin Haney fighting, and then Garcia just fought not too long ago. I I um I said don't sleep on Devin Haney, on Devin Haney, don't sleep on him. I mean I think he's one of the, I think he's the be- one of the best uh, lightweights out there, and um, he doesn't get. I, I understand that he won a, a 12 round decision on Saturday, and um, and criticism because he didn't knock Gamboa out. Well, he's not much of a he's not a He's not a knockout artist, man, but he didn't lose. Uh, that I know of, I don't think he lost a round. Yeah, I don't think so either. I, 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 didn't, I didn't see the fight, man, but no. um, but a little bit I did get to see. Um, he, he was dominant. He did anything and everything he wanted, and um, and he, he won, uh, I'm, I'm assuming. A, I don't even know what the scorecards are. But, um, Me either. It was a clean sweep. But but I think he he um, he won. And um, But um, you put Tank Davis against um, Haney, I think Haney beats him. He no stops shit! Him. Wow, I think he stops him. Wow, yeah, that's that's the most interesting criticism I've seen from Haney is uh, is that they they call him like pillow hands. They said they say that they make those criticisms about him that he doesn't have power or anything. I'm like, well, one, he's he's very young, so give him time. Doesn't mean anything. Power you can you can't you can't you can't um inherit like um and as fights go on, you, either you have it or you don't. And, that's very true too. But he also has good health. He's got really good skills, and he has fucking good great. And he doesn't get hit as much as the other guys. Look, Leo Santa Cruz was never a puncher, and he was never considered one. And so, um, but he he put hands on 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 uh, on Tank, and he busted him up a little bit. 
know? Yeah, and Santa Cruz doesn't knock anybody out. That's not but, his thing. And but he started to bust him up a little. Right, exactly. And that was only six rounds. Right. So Devin Haney, I mean, being bigger and taller, stronger, better. He has a know? lot of the, the Mayweather, you can tell, uh, influence on him in terms of how he fights. Like the low, the low left hand, the shoulder rolls. Uh, he's very quick. He's very quick to counterpunch. He's fucking. He's really good at that. So that'll be interesting to see him. I, I there's a, not a lot of people out there, especially people who aren't experts, saying that Haney will beat those other guys. So it's interesting to hear you say that. That's because you actually are an expert. So it's it definitely has a lot more weight and more value to it. I'm not an expert. I just have an opinion, <laughs> just like <yeah>. everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, that tank fight was. Was still exciting. I mean, because you know Leo Santa Cruz is going to bring it. He don't go into any fight. I thought, I thought that the fight would get stopped like in the later rounds, and it, and it wasn't. I I never I never imagined um, Santa Cruz on his back the way he got knocked out, and uh, and um and and it sucks, man, because um, anybody who knows Leo will tell you one of the nicest freaking guys you could ever meet. Here's a guy who deserves anything and everything that's been that been handed to him. Is like he's earned it. No one gave it to him. He, he's busted his butt to be where he's not the most talented guy, man, but boy, is he, he's a hard worker. And, um, and, and, you know, good thing is that Al Heyman found him and, you know, guided his career because there's no ways in hell that any other promoter in the world would have been able to do or, or give um, Leo Santa Cruz that kind of money. Yeah, that you're, yeah. you're totally right. I mean, that's, that's the one thing that's, uh, not rewarded and just in society in general but especially in in the sports world is if you're boring and you don't you don't have shock value in other words like you're not getting in trouble offs you're not wearing fancy clothes you don't have a crazy instagram all these things you're ignored like it's it's honestly criminal like perfect example for right now is uh is a Derek Carr for the Raiders Mm -hmm. this dude's having an MVP season easily Mm -hmm. it's not even close and if you gave his numbers to a fucking young quarterback maybe one of the black ones with the crazy instagrams and shit like a like a kyler murray or lamar jackson there they would be it would be through the roof espn would be right. losing their minds like look at the season they're having but mm-hmm. the boring white guy from fucking fresno mm-hmm. who he's like a christian who has like four kids he's done everything right in his life like he's never bothered anybody he doesn't have shock value so his stats don't matter and it's like that's kind of the thing with with leo santa cruz it's he's he's done everything right he hasn't necessarily won every fight but he's worked his ass off He's given the fans entertainment every fucking time he's been out there, and he deserves all the money. But like, you know, he he's not gonna be the most popular. If you mention his name to an average fan, they don't know what the fuck that is. Right. They'll probably know a little bit more this time because he got knocked out. Yeah. The, but all the wrong reasons. But at the end of the goddamn day, man, he 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 went home on Sunday and um, you know, woke up Monday, you know, with a little extra zeros in his in his bank account. So fuck yeah, cool, man, you know. Fuck great. yeah. <laughs> Good for him. I think it's great. I think it's great. What's the name? Um, we got uh, Mike Tyson, Roy Jones coming up. That's going to be interesting no matter what. It's just going to be interesting. I, I hope I hope it's just like no one actually really gets hurt, though. That's the only problem. Like I was thinking about this because I'm like, it's more likely not just going to be like a fucking Rocky versus Thunderlips type of thing where they just fuck around and like they just like pitter-patter they, they pretend like they're gonna really get into it and then just steal everyone's money that's more likely the option that's gonna happen they, they ain't stealing nobody's money i hope not they're not stealing anybody's money it's a it's, it's an exhibition look you you gotta you gotta take a step back and ask yourself okay if they, if he's your brother or, or you're training him or you have anything to do with either one of them i go 
What's the purpose? The purpose for them to make money. The pur the purpose is for them to to put on a show. See, it's a show. It's not a fight. If if you're looking for a fight, fucking change it to the UFC, man. You know, get, yeah, get a fucking fight. You want right. to get a fight? Go go to the UFC. But this is an exhibition, and and it's and it's something that's great for the sport. And when I say it's great for the sport, you're gonna you're gonna have a bunch of youngsters tuning in to see two greats that once upon a time ruled the world. Yeah, as, definitely. As, as being the very best of the best, and um, and now they're gonna showcase a little bit of what's left of their skills, man. And and it has nothing to do with with um them trying to hurt each other. I don't. I hope that that's they don't go in there with that intention of trying to hurt each other. I hope. They, I hope not they either. Should, they should go. <laughs> they should be. They should already have something set up to like um they do a a a, a tour, right? You know they they go they go around the world doing it, right? And and you know what, man? And 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 it's and. And I hope that the whoever's promoting it promotes the undercard. Yeah, that that I think I think that would be know, the best thing in the world, the undercard, because you get to know the up and coming. You who's to say that you can't get a, a fan or two from from that from those um those, those exhibition shows? Oh, one hundred percent. That 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 to me is the value of this because. And that's the way it should be. That's the way it should be. Um, sports fans are just unrealistic. We everyone wants. Either a crazy fight, whatever, and then if as soon as it's over, oh, we want it again. And then if it's boring, they're like, this is bullshit. They, they don't really know what they want. It's Sports fans are always hypocritical when it comes to that. But if their expectations are realistic, like what you just said, then they'll then they'll get a good show because it'll be with exactly what you just said. Like, no one's going to get knocked the fuck out. No one's going to die. And it's not going to be boring either. You're going to get like a WWE show. That's what you paid for. And it, But if the undercard is great... Then you're really gonna get a show. You get the full package, which I hope is real. That's that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. You know that that would that's what would pay off for everyone. Fuck Everybody yeah. is is it's a win win. Yeah, everyone yeah. wins. That'd be awesome. I'm have you, have that. you seen that Julio Cesar Chavez and Tavia Suarez um, show? No. Go go to YouTube and you'll and you'll see it. That's what that's what I'm hoping that Tyson and and uh, and, um, and Roy Jones you know provide the public with right they'll, they'll exchange punches at each other like they're slapping the shit out of each other man but and, and this looks exciting in the public or you know ah great man you know mm -hmm. that's the show yeah and and it's an exhibition and um and it's not about getting hurt yeah you know, i just, agree it's just about making this thing ha um bring entertainment to somebody's life hopefully somebody will walk out there and say man what the fuck that was, that was a great show it was fun it was a great show it was fun yeah you know? would you uh what do you think about um, Crawford and Brooke coming up? I think it's a look, man. I, I really, I really like Terence Crawford. I think he's like one of the best uh, pound for pound fighters in in the world today. Um, I think that um, it's it's his time, man. You know, it's his time to shine. And and, uh, and the only I have Inouye as the number one pound for pound, and I have Terence Crawford number two. And the and the reason is because Terence Crawford will 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 kind of bore you at times, and like he doesn't like he doesn't care whether the whether the public likes him or not. He don't care. He walks on it. You know, he does what he want, what he does, and that's it. But um, there's been fights where I I I believe that he could have finished quicker and done something about it quicker instead instead of you know you know prolonging the fight longer than it had to be. Right, and that's the only reason he doesn't get the number one, one um, spot. Yeah, 
I think you can you can tell, especially if you've been in the sport for a long time. You know when someone wants to dominate a fight, when someone wants to from round one they want to not only dominate you mentally but physically. They want you to quit, and you know when someone has that. And some it doesn't just because someone doesn't have it one fight doesn't mean they don't have it the rest of the fights because they can have it from fight to fight. One fight they really have it, and you can tell they had that look in their eye. And then another fight they just they wanted to just cruise, yeah. and um. You, you can't take a night off like that. It, you can't because if if you do take a, a night off on the on the night where that guy has it, and even if you're better than him, that that could change your whole career. Like you can lose that night, or it can be closer than what you needed it to be. It's a split decision now, and it didn't have to be. At the end of the day, man, is do you want to get paid? Want to get the get the public a reason? Fuck to yeah. Pay. And Fuck that's yeah. and that's what and that's what that's how I see Terrence Crawford. Like yeah, he's he's guaranteed like some amounts of dollars and stuff, and he doesn't care. But at the end of the day, man, like um. Well, guess what, man? You know you could make more. You know you could make more if you just, you know, give these fucking people a reason to want to watch you again. Right. But they choose not to. Right. And, that, I mean, that applies to all sports. I mean, fucking football. It, all of a sudden, they, they give all these rules to defense for a reason. Because touchdowns are exciting. They're fucking, that's what get, gets people paid. That's same thing with uh, basketball. No one wants to see fucking hook shots from postcards. So, all of a sudden, everyone shoots threes. Everyone does what's exciting in sports. Like, it at baseball, like they pay the sluggers the more the most money. Even if they hit two thirty, two forty, they're getting paid more than the guy who hits three hundred because home runs are exciting. It's what what's exciting in sports is what gets paid. You think that just because I got older, I got stupid, man? Because um, like when you say basketball, baseball, and uh, football, don't you see like the fucking sports watered down? One hundred percent. Like it's a fucking bunch of fucking pussies, man. Like it's, you know, like it's fucking so. I, I just bitch. I just watched a, a baseball game not too long ago when they were talking about like like fucking they had like three or four pitchers. The fuck? What happened to that one guy that you know dominated the shit? I was just watching the highlights of uh, Fernando Valenzuela. Mm-hmm. What a fucking badass, man! That was savage. A Those guys were fucking bomb ass. You know, I and I was there. I I was at it was the era where I was watching baseball and watching how these guys played. Basketball, fuck man, basketball was the shit. Oh my you know, god, like, it, was, it was fun to watch. You do elbows and shit. The refs are betting. It was fucking phenomenal. It was beautiful. You know, man, and, it, and it's like, uh, but everything is like, oh no, they're gonna get hurt. They're gonna go. What the fuck? I mean, that's what they're getting paid for. You know, they're getting yeah. paid to play. You know, to you know, to entertain. Oh, and but the but it was it was their um their desire to be great. To it be, really was to be the best. It really was. But, you know, I I'm I'm thinking that the last. The last great era of basketball was the end of the 80s and beginning of the 90s where, like, you know, when the rules started to change to protect, you know, Michael Jordan and the rest of the other fucking players. And yeah, then, all the and stars. Then, and all of a sudden, that shit, for me, it just it just started going down. I didn't, I didn't, watch, I didn't watch that much basketball anymore. It's honestly, it's honestly when, you, when you consider all those things and you watch it now, it really does frustrate you. Like, me and my buddy were just talking about the other day. Like, like this is, like, we're fucking mad because... I saw, I don't know how many, I think I saw at least 10 people leave the football field for like normal tackles. They weren't tackles where they'd show it in slow-mo and you're like, oh, like his fucking knee landed bad like, or it, it twisted his ankle. Like, it's just a tackle. And they're limping. I'm like, what the fuck is this? How come everyone's hurt? I'm like, Brett Favre, all these guys, they got hit every fucking play. Across the middle, they got, they, and no one was hurt. Everyone, everyone played every Sunday. No one was ever hurt when actually people were getting hit. And then in baseball, the same thing. Baseball was like, it's unbelievable to me that, like, I, I remember I got in trouble in eighth grade. Don't worry, I'm going to tie this in. I, remember, I got in trouble for eighth grade for not fucking getting good grades, of course. So my dad made me do a book report because 
you're gonna make me work all day, but he knows I'm gonna. I'm Mexican. I ain't a fucking punishment. Big deal. I'll right. get. I'll get over it. I'll have a soda and I'll be fine. Um, but he's. Like, I'm gonna make you do a school then. That's your punishment. So he's like, but we're gonna go to Borders and I'll let you pick whatever book you want. But I need the book report needs to be done in a week. Otherwise, you have no summer. I'm like, fuck. So baseball was my life. So I picked out. It was a Steve Garvey's uh, autobiography. Nice. Yeah, and turns out <laughs> Steve Garvey was a bat boy for the Dodgers when he was a kid. I didn't know this. During like the boys of summer. So he gave. Basically, he's telling his reason for success like these four or five players i modeled my life after how what of the lessons they taught me and one of them was sandy koufax he's like just go to work because sandy koufax he, he quoted a stat in the book said sandy koufax had 28 complete games in one season complete games meaning Whoa. first inning to fucking nine game right, over right right as right. a pitcher nowadays if you have one of those in a season you're like a hero espn won't shut the fuck up about you for two weeks what yeah, like no shit. He won nine innings. Oh my god! Like, and I can't believe the I'll skipper kept the him fucking in pussy for his world fucking pussy in. ass arm. Yeah, like what the fuck? Twenty eight in one season. The dude had I don't know how many. I think he had four no hitters. He had two World Series, and he only pitched like ten seasons. And that's the argument against it. It's like, well, he only pitched ten. Well, yeah, you pitched sixteen pussy seasons. Big fucking deal. You can pitch ten great seasons and live your life, or sixteen like a bitch. What what are you gonna do? That's fucking bullshit. It's bullshit. It's all. It's it's and and it's hilarious because that that to me like Sandy Koufax was like a big part of my childhood, um, which I didn't grow up during that time. But my grandma, she's a woman's. Uh, she's in the Women's Baseball Hall of Fame from Mexico. Nice. And that was her hero. She talked about him since we were kids. Like she saw she saved up money to go watch him in the World Series when she was here, and she's a bad bitch. She can knock out anybody. I'm 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 a firm believer in that. But sports is just it's. It really is a lot different than it, what it used to be. It's it's unfortunate because you, you know you're not getting the full the full story. Like what the NFL changed as soon as Tom Brady tore his knee, that's it. It changed. Mm-hmm. And no more touching the quarterback. And ev- before that, it was fine. Everyone's getting knocked the fuck out. It was what football is supposed to be. And then he got hit in his knee. That's it. He's our star. He's our baby of the league. If he gets hurt, we don't make money. Fuck that. Let's change the rules. And as soon as you start making a business that way, it just it's like you said, it's watered down. Well, that's, you know, that's pretty much how the, um, you know, like I was, I was thinking about this, um, last week about how, um, United States of America, man, Mm. you know, um, unfortunately I, and good, good for me, I'm not, I won't fucking be around, but, um, but my grandkids and them, you know, like what the fuck, what's expected of, of, of America, you know, when, when you build, when you're building around and keeping these motherfuckers like, um, you know. Bringing them, keeping them, keeping them down instead of letting them fucking grow and be who the fuck they are. I go, how long before we lose control of everything else? Everything's gonna be computerized now. Where like, yeah, I understand that the nerds can, you know, the nerd and nothing wrong with being a fucking nerd. The thing is, is that are, you know, how we, how do we? Well, everything's gonna be on technology now and shit, so we don't have to really go out and on the field and do a bunch of shit. So do nothing now. So um. But this country, man, I, I just see it like, um, you know, we'll talk about fucking pussies, man. Fuck, dude. It's everywhere. I know. <laughs> I, I think about it Fuck, all man. the time. I talk We're about fucked. it. Yeah, I talk about it a lot on this podcast. Like, and I do it in a comedic manner, obviously. But I do. It bugs me. It really does. It bugs me. It frustrates me. It, sca- it scares the shit out of me because um, that is that is a norm now. It's, it's a norm now to um, succumb to technology and then to... And not only that, to be a victim of your of your kid, like 
like now there's parents that are afraid of their fucking kids. I can't even believe that shit. Like, that was oh, just my that- kids having a tantrum. I'm afraid. Give him, give him the fucking iPad so he can, so he can not be crying in Walmart. Slap that motherfucker. What are we talking about here? It's funny that was going through my head right now. I'm like thinking, I'm like, oh, fuck, man. You know, like, but, but those parents, it's their fault. One hundred percent. And at the end of the motherfucking day, man, like I understand that you know we've we've gotten better with time because we're a little bit better educated than our parents were, and and they're better educated than what their parents were. But but there's a couple of things that you that you should never fucking forget. That in in this household, I call the fucking shots. One hundred percent. Look, I know it's gonna fucking come off crazy, man. But in, in you know people are not gonna. A lot of people may not understand this, man, but. I'm the fucking man of my house. 100%, yeah. I call the fucking shots. Yeah. And then, you know, my wife overrules sometimes. But that's, <laughs> but that, but that's okay, you know, because she, cause she... Checks she, and balances. Well, she, she said, look, look, and she explains the shit to me, and then like, it makes sense to me. And when it fucking makes sense to me, like, okay, oh, okay, I understand what you're saying. Okay, there. But it's a teamwork, you know. But when a decision is, needs to get made or or when um, or we can't see eye to eye on something, then, you know, hey, fuck it, I'll take... Uh, I'm gonna take the responsibility, right? You know, like I'm, I'm the sole provider in my house, in, in, in our home. I'm the, I'm the sole provider, but my wife is the one that takes care of the house. Yeah, I super bring important. The, I bring the fucking bacon home, man, but she fucking cooks the motherfucker, man, and we, she feeds the family. It's beautiful, you know? yeah. And um, and and I have, I don't think I would, I, I would not like want to change uh, places with my wife. I, I don't want to do what the fuck she does. She works a whole fucking lot harder than I do. And um, the fact that she takes care of the house, cleans, and fucking takes care of everything, man. Like, fuck, man, that's a fucking fucked up work job huh. to have, man. And they don't pay well. You got a taste, <laughs> you got a taste of it now with COVID, right? It, You're at home it, like, it, what it, the it does fuck? It. Hey man, I'm over there fucking. I'm, I'm washing dishes now because I, I, I'm like, you know what, man? I'm, you know, like uh, I see that she's like uh my my wife is like a fucking aunt. I think she must have been an aunt in her la- in, in previous life and shit, man. Because she's fucking busy, man. She's fucking going back and forth everywhere, and she's a fucking small lady, man. But she, you know, she gets around and does the shit, you know. Like, but at the end of the goddamn day, man, it's like um, we have to have us. We have to have that structure, man. You go to Russia, and it's fucking awesome, man. The man is still the fucking man of the house, right? But he respects his wife, and he and 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 you know he the everybody has a role. You know, what is, I'm, don't quote me about the motherfucking Bible because I'm not religious and shit, you know, me and God <laughs> me are not fucking talking terms and shit, you know, like he don't, I don't go to his house, he don't fucking come to mine, he's not walking my mind and shit, you know, and stay the fuck away from me, you know, like, and, and I'm like, fuck that man, you know, but that's, you know, that's, that's the relationship that I have with God, you know, like, you know, we're, we're not on talking terms, I said, you know, like I said, and, um, you know, the other day he fucking tried to come over to breakfast and shit, there's, there's six of us and there's only six fucking chairs. No one, I'm like, I turned around and looked at him. I said, look, uh, hey, Jesus, man, this shit ain't working out. <laughs> we'll try this next week. Try, try this shit next month, man, because, you know, like, uh, and, and come on, man. And I looked at the other guys and go, when was the fucking last time he picked up a tab? Never. You know, ah, fuck that. <laughs> uh, fuck that. You know, fuck, hey, come back next time, you know. And, um, and at the end That's of the hilarious. fucking day. But at the end of the day, the Bible says that um, the man is what? And the woman is what? You know, they, you know when, when we lost we lost that structure that we had back in the day where, where you know, you came home, the, the man came home from work and, and you know, he, he, he cleaned up and, and the, the dinner was served at the table and everybody sat at the table to eat. And we had a conversation about, you know, 
how how the day went and how how things went. You know, right. There was more unity. There was responsibility. There was like uh, there was structure. You know how this was supposed to go. Right. Nowadays, it's like man. Some of these motherfuckers out there, man, they're not man enough to be men in their house. No, they're not, and they're not, and they're not raised to be that way. That's another thing. And the other, the other thing is, there's a, there's this very unjustified attack on men in the country, which doesn't really like make any sense because there's this ideology that basically, because you made a good point earlier, you said the man is a man, but he respects the woman. There's this ideology in the country where people. Don't believe that. They believe that if the if the man's being a man, then that means inherently he doesn't respect women, and that's fucking bullshit. No, that's such bullshit. That's that's that is why he's out working because he respects her so much. Like mm-hmm. he looks forward to coming home. Like there, yes, there's not and there's and I I grew up in a house where both people worked and it was great. I fucking love. First of all, it allowed me to have a childhood because I had to learn how to cook my own shit. I was gone all the time. I had to go to practice to get my own rides. It was I I fucking loved it. But um, there's that, but that's all you knew. Yeah. See, that's all you fucking knew. Yeah. But if you would have known about how, you know, it, it's you, man came home from work at five o'clock. You know, dinner was already at the fucking table at six o'clock. Yeah. And you know what? She she still fucking did it. That was the thing. Like my my dad worked all the time, and and I don't know how the fuck he did it because he worked so much overtime. Then he still coached like three little league teams. I don't I don't know how he fucking had the time or even slept. But my mom would still work ten hour shifts at a hospital. Come home and cook dinner all the time. That wasn't. That wasn't out of the question. And then not only that, um, I saw my aunts and my grandparents, they had that relationship too. Or my, gra- my grandma stayed home for, I don't know, 20 years. And then once everyone got old, she went to school, got a job. Like she, mm-hmm. bad bitch, you know, respect right. to her. But I mean, it's a, it's just a strange thing that the attack on men, I really don't get it. Like you, I'm all for empowering women. Great. Like that's, uh, that's fucking awesome. Like no big deal. I don't, I don't give a shit, but you can do that without attacking men. There's a big difference. Like, there's not, you, like, the most, to me, the most effortless feminism of all time was fucking uh, Carrie Fisher. Mm. She was a bad bitch. She grew, she was in fucking Star Wars. And she, if you look at all her interviews, she just told it like it was. She didn't mm-hmm. give a fuck. She was like, yeah, I show my titties. I don't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. Like, big deal. You know what I mean? Like, she made a joke out of it. And, like, yeah, I did this. Yeah, I did that. Like, I'm, I'm not harassed. I make my own decisions. I'm a fucking woman. Like, I'm, she she was it was effortless. In other words, you see like feminism now, where it's it it's very obvious. Like the every commercial has a fucking black chick or something, like saying this is me and it's Verizon. What the fuck are we talking about? Are we, are we trying to sell me phones? Or are you trying to sell me feminism? What's going on? But when it's effortless, when it, you can see just a bad bitch in her own realm, mm-hmm. Carrie Fisher was just the baddest bitch. Mm-hmm. I had, I loved her. She was fucking Princess Leia was was the shit. Right, right. You know it. it um, it just it. it Things have turned like, for instance, um, how the fuck is it that you 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 bury a fucking guy who was a fucking producer or something, whatever the fuck he was, whatever his his job title was, ten twenty years ago, and then, and now you're fucking, now you're like he has consequences. Hey, motherfucker, you, that was that was back then. He, the, the rules have changed. We yeah. know that, but you don't go fucking punish somebody for what the fuck they did 10, 20 years ago. Yeah, because it's fucking bullshit. It's insane. So. I have a question for you. Can I go and sue the LA Unified School District because they fucking beat the shit out of me with that fucking paddle when I was a kid and I'm still traumatized? Yeah. Nope. When when I when I anytime I go thinking about or for giving you, know, you a fucked up education, yeah. Can't sue him for that. Can I sue? Why, why can't I? But they right. can choose a fucking producer because mm-hmm. he did sexual harassment. Mm-hmm. He 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 touched the girl by the hair or something and shit and 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 he's fired. And he's being sued, 
and he's paying fucking crazy money. I got the shit beat out of me. Why it's the fuck? Fucking I, insane. Why does? How? Why is this day any different? And I and I think the biggest issue, to be honest with us, is the majority. I honestly believe because I'm 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 a pretty positive person. I honestly believe the majority of Americans think the way we think, and they're just afraid to say this, but um, it's literally just the extreme left who just say they're crazy shit, and they're the ones that get coverage by the media, and that's exactly what it's getting now. I mean, they're canceling statues. The fuck? The statue of Abraham Lincoln. We're, we're over. No, we're canceling. We're canceling dead people, like you said. We're canceling presidents. We're canceling. At this point, just get it over with. Cancel everybody. Cancel Sinatra because he fucked a bunch of ass. Cancel everybody. Just get it. Just do it. But don't do. We're gonna do two, three here. We're gonna cancel this guy this year. It's, it's only the people that are literally never gonna be reasoned with. These people are extreme people that it doesn't matter what you give them, they will always find a reason to make sure that it's uh, the government's fault. To make sure that we're being victimized. It doesn't matter. You can't give them what they want. It'll it'll never be enough. It'll never be enough. And but they're the loudest ones. The loudest ones always get the most, the biggest response. Is how Jesus it works. fucking Christ, man. And, and at the end of the goddamn day, man, you know all the racism and all this other fucking bullshit going Such on, bullshit, man. You know what, yeah. man? I, and when we we talk about like you know like um, our ancestors and our people, well, fuck. What about ours? Yeah. Nobody fucking talks about the fucking Mexican ones. What about fuck you know? Mexicans? What about Middle Easterners? You uh, think they? they yeah. You think we treat I mean, like, them fairly? Fuck or the, no. Or the Asian, or the Japanese, or the Japanese before the World War. Yeah, you know, like uh, after the World War and stuff. You know, like um, but at the end of the goddamn day, man, it's like a, it's a choice. If you fucking choose to be weak, then that's on you. Yeah, one hundred percent. If you can't fucking move out, like I was born and raised in South Central Los Angeles, man, and there were only like a few. There was about six, eight, eight Hispanic families on, in the block, and everybody else was black. You know, and uh. And I have a lot of black friends, man, and you know they were cool. Mm-hmm. Like, um, because you're part of the so, block. Yeah. So, some of them would, you know, take you under their wing, and you know, you were protected, you know, some by others and shit, you know. And and man, I had a fucking blast growing up. You know, it was great. You know, diversity, you know, was fucking great. And um, and at the end of the day, man, um, there was consequences. Like my friends, I could never understand how my my black friends, when their when their grandma would call them. They go, they they go over there and get the shit beat out of them, and then they go back to play. I didn't have that. My mom, shit, I ran from my mom. She had to catch me, and once she <laughs> caught me, she beat the <laughs> shit out of me, man. But but I never, I I never went there. But the blacks, on the other hand, mm-hmm. out of respect, they go home, get the shit beat out of them. They go back and play. The mom came home and beat the shit out of them again because. You know, that's just, those were the rules. Savage, you got your ass that's hilarious. And, you know. Still and, playing. Beautiful. Yeah. You know, but fuck, dude. Crazy. Yeah. It's 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 unfortunate that, like, uh, there was an interview with uh, uh, Matthew McConaughey recently. Because he's actually a very interesting a person. bad because, dude, man. Yeah, he's fucking a bad awesome. motherfucker. Awesome, man. First of all, his movies are fucking great. I just, I saw the one where he played the the dude in the, where he's fighting AIDS, Dallas Buyers Club recently. Fuck. Killer movie. That guy's a fucking amazing actor. But I gotta go watch it. It's fucking good. Uh, it came out like 2013. I just saw it like two days ago. But um, he is definitely going against the grain of what Hollywood's telling him, and it could backfire. But for someone to do it, it's he's the best one because everyone wants to hear him talk, and and just he's good at it. Man. He's really good he's at being a leader. Good. You can tell. And he was he was basically saying like uh, when he was disciplined as a kid, he's like, it's not the pain that I'm grateful for. He's like, when I was, when that happened, when I was getting lesson. hit, yeah, it's, it's just the lesson. He's like, I, 
I don't. He's like, now that I'm older, I don't even remember what the pain felt like. I don't remember how much it hurt. I don't remember when I got my ass kicked. That it, I don't. I can't even go like, oh yeah, that really hurt. I don't remember what it felt like. I. But I'm so grateful for the lessons. He's like I, I do it a different way. I don't hit my kids, but I, I need the lessons to come through. He's like, because if that's, the, I'm so grateful now that I'm an adult. I can make my own decisions. He just actually came out with a biography. I'm thinking about buying it, but. It's, that's 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 what the reality is. When people say hate your kids, it's not like we're saying child abuse, motherfucker. We're saying you got to get a lesson across. You're obviously your way is not working. I'm not saying this way is gonna work either. But just look, man, I I'm I have a grandkid. He's five years old, and um and I look at him and I go, look, man, I'm about to beat the shit out of you, man. You don't fucking do this shit, man. <laughs> I'm gonna fuck you up. <laughs> My son looks at me and goes, hey, oh, mm-hmm. and go, well, mijo, I, I spoke to you that way. I mean, you know, what the fuck is he more special than you? Yeah, I go. Yeah, you're my grandson, man. And of course, I've I've seen I've done things a little bit different now, you know. But, but the one thing that you don't forget, and the one thing that you don't stop doing, is is that at the at the beginning, you make that motherfucker know that you're the boss, that you're calling the fucking shots. Mm-hmm. And and as soon as you fucking inflict fear in that little motherfucker, he's gonna listen to you, 100%. and he's gonna fucking he's gonna do as you say. But the moment that you lose control over that motherfucker, he's gonna do what the fuck he wants. Very true. Because he's the one calling you the shots. Very true. And that's the that's the part that and I understand that um, you know, this is the ghetto life. And I understand that, you know, the other people who were raised differently, you know, they have a different method of doing things, you know. Right. And 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 and, um, and people should understand that they fucking both work. They do. They, they do both work. They do. You know, and um, you know, some of us will do them a little different, you know, but but at the end of the goddamn day, man, grandkid, grands, my grandson sees me, man, motherfucker runs to me. <laughs> he runs to hit me. The motherfucker yeah. runs to hit me. <laughs> That's the relationship I have with him. He comes over and boom, wants to punch me, man. Yeah. You know, because, you know. It's a guy thing. <laughs> you know, that, and that's, I said this before on a couple podcasts. I said the goal of any parent should be just two simple things. Teach the kid respect. Teach him not to bother anybody. That's yeah. fucking it. Because you can be an asshole as an adult. You can be a piece of shit. You can be, you can be racist. You can be all these things. But if, you, if, you're, if you're respectful and you don't bother anybody, and even with all those qualities, you just those two things, mm-hmm. you'll be a good adult. You'll 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 do exactly. Your, you'll give your taxes, even if you're racist in your own home. Who gives a fuck? He's in his house. He's not bothering anybody. He yes. can say whatever racist shit he wants in his house, but he's not bothering anybody, and he's respectful. Mm-hmm. Even if he's like, I really hate them, but he goes out in public and he's like, Sir, he's respectful. Then what the fuck else do you yes. want? That's I, the only thing you need to teach people, and the the rich people teach their kids that, and the, the poor people need to teach their kids that too. They both need to do that. Like, and rich people are really good at it. Like they they have their own crazy views at home, but in public they're. They're they're mm-hmm. great. They don't bother anybody, and then they're and they're respectful. You know, like I I do believe that we're all racist at one at one point or another, man. You know, like I can't stand fucking Mexicans, man. Some Everyone mother, is some some something. motherfucking Mexicans I cannot fucking oh stand God. shit. You know, like some, Mexican Americans I can't stand some yeah. motherfuckers. We don't we, we don't have a problem admitting that. And I don't. Black, I some fucking, fucking blacks Cholos. I hate those motherfucking blacks. Man. Of some of those motherfucking blacks I just can't stand. Yeah, they're shit, just committing man. crimes for no reason. But man, you know what, man? I got some bomb ass black friends, man. I got Same. some bomb ass Mexican friends. Yeah, so, you know, like, I got a little bit of fucking everything. I'm, you know, like my whole thing is like, you know, like I'm gonna judge you and or or you know, it's gonna be based on my relationship I have with you. Right. I don't give a fuck what you do. What you know, outside of the relationship here that we have that I have with you is that's us, you know. Right. Other than that, man, I don't give a fuck. Right. Know? That's that's the most that's the most best that's a Martin Luther King way of looking at it. I'm not gonna judge you by your skin, but by your character. I don't give a fuck if you're black. You What's up? What Same. do you bring to the table? You a good friend yeah. of mine? You got yeah. heart? What's up? Then we can I'll be best share friends. My fuck, I'll share my meal with you. I'll share the spoon with oh, you. Oh, everything. 
Everything. I'll, I'll share that motherfucking spoon with you. Yeah, but you when know. you're asking me to look at your skin, I'm not gonna fucking. I'm not gonna look at anybody's skin, dog. I don't do that. I don't do that to anybody. Okay, I don't give a fuck. My friend's Jewish. I'm not gonna say, "What's up, Jew friend? Want to hang out?" No, nah, man. But, if, does he have balls? Does he have heart? Does he want to yeah. hang out? Brad, Brad Tate is a fucking cut man with the UFC. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you know this, man, but that motherfucker's black. And when I say the motherfucker's black, he's black. <laughs> <laughs> and I look at that motherfucker and go, hmm, motherfucker, man, I'm blacker than you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? I go, yep, I'm fucking blacker than you, motherfucker. Because mm-hmm. you you just look black, motherfucker. Yeah. But, you know, you got a little bit different inside of you. Yeah. You know, I, <laughs> I said the same to one of my friends. The other, like, I said that on a podcast like before, but... Um, Cause like I, I always I brought I brought up that like the most important thing that that black people brought to the country was sports and music. That's what that's what helped get rid of the racism that was going on at that time. Forties, fifties, something. You know what's fucking crazy, man? Look look it up, man. Look up look up uh, how many fucking things black people invented. There's so a, many. Uh, there's a lot of they're the, bad the, motherfuckers. The washing machines. Yeah. The, I mean, they man, they've invented a lot of good. They're shit. They're bad motherfuckers. Yeah. There's so much conventional wisdom that you learn about them, like. Like they were uh, the first like Republican people, like the, the first people to have senators were Republican blacks. Mm-hmm. People think the Republicans are racist. I'm like, mm-hmm. not true. But um, I, I always mention that music to me is the biggest one. I mean, obviously sports is huge, like Jackie Robinson, mm-hmm. all these guys. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I always I told that to a few of my black friends. I'm like, you guys aren't fucking black, dog. You guys don't even know who Duke Duke Ellington is. You guys don't know who fucking Sam Cooke is. You can't even mm-hmm. name that. That bugs me, man. That fucking bugs me because we can have a movie today called Coco, a Disney movie that makes Mexicans all across, Hispanics, fuck making Mexican, just Hispanics, all across the world cry because mm-hmm. it reminds us of our history. Like that's, it can, you can relate to it somehow, mm-hmm. you know? And I don't like when any culture doesn't know their history. That bums me the, or only knows the negatives. What about the mm-hmm. positives, motherfucker? Like why, why aren't you like celebrating that? See, like, my, my thing that is like, bugs I, me, man. I, I don't, I'm, I'm not, I have a, my problem is like, I don't want to, I don't want to know my history. I don't want to know it. I want to make history. I want. I'm. I'm, lo- I I'm looking. Too, I'm, yeah. I'm looking at today, hoping for tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And I don't give a fuck what you know. What happened back there? Like, like, um, looking. If you, if you, I mean, really think about it. And I, this is what I tell my my friend Brad Tate. I, I was. Um, he always has a fucking answer for everything and shit. But he thinks he knows. He don't fucking know. The thing is, is that you know, like when you look at Martin, the Martin Luther King era, this guy was a fucking powerful man. Very. And, and 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 all he did was like you know we're gonna we're gonna stand up for what's right. Which is what you want, right? Equal equal rights, and that's all we want. Yeah, you know. But, but look at look at us, twenty twenty. How fucking far have they've come along? Oh my god, it's if he was alive, he'd laugh right now. He'd he'd, he'd, he'd be, be like, pissed. He'd be what the fuck are you guys talking about? This he'd be fucking pissed, man, be because we pissed. are they are not what they're supposed to be. Right, and he didn't use identity politics either. He he no. was he is that's his biggest quote. Do not judge me by my skin, but by my character. And now they reversed it. Now they're saying, judge me by my skin, not my character. And it's like, yeah, what do you mean? Like, you fucking, you try to stab a cop. I'm not supposed to fucking judge you by your character. I don't go fuck your Middle Eastern, Jewish, or fucking Asian. You should be in jail, motherfucker. Yeah, I don't feel that fucking bad. Sorry. Yeah. You know, we're judging you by your character right now, not right. by your exactly. fucking skin. That's what, that's exactly. What, that's, that's exactly, that's how you beat racism is mm-hmm. you fucking don't judge them by skin. And, it seems to be the opposite now. Now it's saying judge me by my skin, which is, which I, I is said strange, this, man. When, when when my daughter was born, my first words to my daughter was like, I'm going to make sure you get an education so you never have to depend on no man. My fucking daughter hates that shit. But, <laughs> but that's all I knew. Yeah. And and my understanding was that um, 
and this is something that I really believe that, that if um, if they get educated, then they'll be able to fence for themselves. Right. They'll be able to defend themselves. Mm-hmm. They they won't have to be using the fuck you and fuck blah blah words like I do. You right. know, they'll be able to fucking sit down and talk to somebody and fucking, you know, do it educate do it with a fucking education fucking verbal attack yeah. on, on the motherfucker, man. Because oh, man. sometimes, man, you can like Man, I'd be really good at it if I had if I had that education. I'd be fucking people up like just with the proper words right, and shit. Yeah. Because that's where I'm gonna hurt you. you right. Know? And so how do we get how do we make our fucking people better? Educate them. Yeah. One hundred percent. Educate them. One hundred percent. We're gonna be all right. And that's that's what's that's what's interesting is there there does have I mean there does there needs to be a fucking balance of education and just Life education. There's such different things. There's such different things. I know people that are like legitimately savants in school who are fucking retarded. Like they're just the dumbest people. They'll, they'll never be smart. They don't even look at facts. They're just literally extremely dumb people, but mm-hmm. phenomenal at school. Can remember shit, have good photographic memory, can know how to study, know how to apply it, and know mm-hmm. how to get an A on a test. Mm-hmm. Um, but that doesn't guarantee you intelligence in life. You can still be a dick. You can still be not a good person. And you can still be just generally pretty stupid. Like your decision-making skills and your common sense skills are just fucking through the roof dumb. So it is very important that you do get both. And a lot of people do get both. Like you see these really smart people. Um, they they do look for it in, mm-hmm. in education. They do look mm-hmm. for that humbling, whether mm-hmm. they go to a, a boxing gym mm-hmm. to learn a different type of education. Right, right. Or uh, they do something, you know, but... There needs to be a balance. Like you have to crave the other one. Like if you know you're, if you know you're, you have a good, decent understanding of life. You have wisdom. Um, you have you're pretty good at making decisions. Then you should be craving some sort of education. And if you have education, you should be craving the other thing too. Mm-hmm. You know. That's why um, I say you know that for me, the greatest gift that life gave me was to be born poor. Fuck yeah! It really so, is a blessing. Not at the time, but as you get older, yeah. Not even at the time. It was fucking awesome. Yeah. Because it's like, um, you know what's fucking amazing, man? It's like, um, I just came back from Mexico. Like I said, I was with Carlos Cuadras. And, um, and you, and I, I'm, I'm sure like there's a few knuckleheads out there that can relate to this. It's like, um, I went to go sit down at this, at this, um, at this house where there's nothing fucking fancy about it. Just a fucking table, a, a fucking wooden table, man. And I felt so fucking comfortable there, man. I was like, I, I, I mean, like, I could just put my, I just didn't feel like I, I could break anything or it was just, it just felt like home. And and a lot of people don't understand what that means, man, but it felt like fucking home. Like, no fucking big deal. But you come to my house, my wife's house, man, she has all this nice fucking furniture and everything, man. I'm like, damn, man, you know, it, 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 it doesn't feel the same. Mm-hmm. It don't feel the same, man. Yeah. Like, in the ghetto, fuck, man. What do you want? What do you, I, whatever is here is yours. Yeah, that's so true. Fucking poor people, man, they're the most generous. 100%. The, the broke, the fucking poor ass people, they're, they're the most generous. Oh, that, that was always very important to us. As, as kids, we were taught that because my, even uh, when we go to parties and shit, my mom just talks the most shit. I love her. She's gangster <laughs> as fuck. And she'd be like, Did you see that fucking bitch? She brought a fucking pizza and took all the fucking leftovers. That fucking. That's a fucking ghetto. What a fucking <laughs> bitch. Like, and we're like, we're like seven, like six in the car. Like, yeah, it is ghetto. Like, but that was like the, that's what my parents left us. Like, you don't, first of all, you, you bring as much as you can 
and you and it's from your heart. You I cooked mm-hmm. this. This it's it's more than just cooking it. It, it don't, no one even gives a fuck if it tastes like ass. It's the effort that you know that you you try to cook something for everybody. You made something big, and then if there was leftovers, you took what the host wanted you to take. Essentially, here, take some, take some, and then you go, okay, thank you, I really appreciate it. Take some home. You don't just fucking steal shit. You go, oh, we're gonna take yeah. this much and leave, yeah. and then you bought a pizza. What the fuck? Right, right. Because ghetto, man, and then it's. And some people even yeah, that's kind of fucked up and shit. Yeah, man. <laughs> that's <laughs> fucking ghetto. It's gross. Like, um, it's what, gross what, human behavior. What, one thing that I have um, at home, and it's like, um, and my wife will tell you, very, very fucking few people have ever come to visit me at home. I meet people out at restaurants, and I usually normally I go out, but if you happen to come to my house, your home, you come, you come to my house, man. I expect you to be comfortable. Yeah, I I, ex- I expect you, man, to go in there, man. And if you want to walk into the motherfucking, re- go into the kitchen and get look in the re- what's in the fucking refrigerator and get whatever the fuck's in there, that's what I want. Right. I want that hospitality. I want that. I want you to feel that hus- hospitality. Yeah, me too. You know. And so when you come here, man, what do you need, man? Just fucking help yourself. Yeah. I, I think getting offended is for pussies, but I'll get offended if you ask me for shit in my house. If you're like, can I use your restroom? The fuck, go. F- I want to kick you out of my house now for even asking no. that stupid fucking question. Yeah. No, you can't. Get the, yes, it's over there, bitch. I already told you. Yes, go in the fridge, girl. Whatever the fuck you want. What the fuck? I, that, that pisses me off. That really yeah. does. What's your Wi-Fi? Go look, bitch. It's right there. I'm. Why, don't ask like you have to. Like, I don't. I like hospitality. That's, yeah. a, that's how we were raised. My house was always yeah. the house of hospitality as a kid. We always had a, a fridge full of sodas, and we weren't even allowed to fucking have them. It was for people coming over. Oh, and, nice. <laughs> yeah, and someone spent the night. My mom was in the morning making breakfast sandwiches for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, we, I was at the house where everyone had parties. You can get drunk and sleep here. No one cares. Like this is, that's how I was raised, and it, I, I do, I do like that. That's really, that's more common in Hispanic cultures, to be honest. It really is. Yeah, but like I said, man, it's like um, it's not everybody can. I mean, any, anybody can have a house, but not very few people can have a home. Yeah, and 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 that's a it's a big difference, and um and like I said, when I, I just came back from Mexico, man, fucking fuck, it, it felt so good, man. Yeah, we had a fucking blast, man, at that house. We were just talking all this shit, man, and we're just like fucking. I mean, it just it was awesome, man. Yeah, had, it was like about a good hour, fifteen minute of a, a fucking of comedy. That's beautiful. It was fucking. Comedy. I wish I wish that we had cameras filming it. Yeah. Because, like, something that you'll never fucking, I mean, like, it's a memory that I'll never fucking forget. Yeah. That's it's awesome, a, man. That's my main motivation of, yeah. of just these podcasts, to be honest. Mm-hmm. With you. I, I don't give a fuck if it gets big or famous or any of that shit. This is just, this is just great, man. <laughs> to have all these shit and recorded and you always go back and listen to them and talk. It's mm-hmm. beautiful. Um, I wanted to ask you one more thing before the, for boxing. What do you think is the, uh, the next big super fight or the next big moves to happen? In other words, I'm going to be a little bit more specific because, um, I think Canelo just backed out of of uh, Golden Boy, didn't he? I think he just did. He just he just got his release. He's no longer under contract with uh, the Zone or Golden Boy. Fuck. Okay. So yeah. So their memberships are gonna go way the fuck down. Uh, for the Zone, we already know that. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I mean, like, did they really even go up? Fuck no. Not when they raise the prices. Look, man. Look, if you if you gotta take a big step back and ask yourself, okay, how the fuck does this guy make thirty five million dollars? Well, good for him. You know, if I'm if I'm part of the of business, money. I'm like, yeah, man, fucking great. You know, but now as as now on the flip side to it, it's like, okay, why am I getting? Why am I? I go first of all, this is my own personal opinion. Like, I'm not I'm not looking forward to a Canelo fight because there. Are, there I mean, like, tell me which is the last exciting fight you saw him fight. Um, not that many, and because 
and here's the reason why. I would say the last one had to be his last one just because of how big Kovalev was. And uh, it's not like Kovalev had a chance. It was just like he was so big and the body shots. That, that's the only thing. But it, but it was a guaranteed result against a, a guy who was clearly done. So How, how great is a, a guaranteed result? To an average boxing fan, for them, they love it. For me, as a real boxing fan, I'm a, I'm pissed. I want to see him fight fucking somebody real. Look, um, have you gone back to see it again? No. Why? No. <laughs> why? Exactly. <laughs> you know, my, why would you? Exactly. And, and see, that's why um, that's why Juan Manuel Marquez is fucking pissed. And and, and he, he can't get that point across to the average fucking person because mm -hmm. they don't understand that. Wait a minute. You know. Juan Manuel Marquez earned his stripes by Fuck getting yeah. in that fucking fight, by being in the fights. And I'm not saying that you got to go in there and kill yourself, man, but I'm, I'm like, why didn't Canelo knock out Kovalev like in two or three rounds? Get him over. Get it over with. Seriously. But when you fucking carry a guy and you don't do a whole lot of anything, like, like the only reason I watched the, the Golovkin fight was because you're, at the moment, you're, you're hoping for that expectation. That, that something happens Something's gonna happen And you, someone's gonna get knocked out And, and you don't wanna miss it But after fucking 12 rounds You say What the fuck man What a fucking boring I mean like What a what a letdown Yeah No different than um, uh, Lomachenko and Lopez What a letdown You know we're, It's disappointing Now Do I wanna go watch him again No I mean like You gotta You gotta Earn that right again But that's why Juan Manuel Marquez Marco Antonio Barrera Chavez Eric Morales, these guys have all the right oh my God. to fucking criticize and say what the fuck they want because they earned that fucking right. 100%. The people, the people like them and know them because these guys went and performed. Every fucking you time. You gotta fucking go to perform. Every time, yeah. And that's, the, until, and real boxing fans know that, which is good because it's gonna give them pressure. I mean, it, at some point, it's gonna get too much pressure. Like, you gotta fight Andrade. You gotta fight Charlo. You gotta fight... Benavides, there's people out there that you need to fight, and if you're gonna keep dodging them, no one's gonna buy your shit. No better one's gonna be, give a fuck. Better be or Bivol. Oh my god, Bivol! Would, I think Bivol would fuck him up. He's too big. He's light heavyweight. I, I think if no, he, there's a, he's a super middleweight. Oh my god! Oh, he's gonna fuck him up. <laughs> if he cut weight for super middleweight, oh, he's gonna beat the shit out of him. He, he's fucking way too long and strong as a motherfucker. I mean, like. Don't get me wrong, Canelo has he can still get in and hit the work the body, which is what his forte is. But those those motherfuckers, yeah, better beef. I mean, you're talking like some some bad mother. But even Billy Joe's not ruled out. Billy Joe, mm -hmm. he, I still think Canelo will hit him, but he doesn't stop for fucking twelve rounds, just around and around yes, and around. Yes. You know, mm -hmm. working you, working you. He's not gonna be a, knocking you out or anything, but his his energy doesn't stop for twelve fucking rounds. He has a title of. of uh, one he's won four world world championships in four week uh, different uh, divisions and stuff, and I'm like, okay, fine, man. But you know what? At the end of the goddamn day, like when you ask the average person or even the, the boxing experts, who did he beat at 168 to win that world title? Yeah, and like you're like, um, fuck, I don't even know who the fuck did they do this. Yep. I I still don't even know who his name is, and I'm like, but I'm like, you know what? As a business, great, but but as a fan, I I can care less. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. If there is if there is any fight you're looking forward to coming up soon, which which fight would that be? Big or small? Hmm. Crazy man, but um Or matchup. Nothing... Like nothing even scheduled, just like a matchup that you want to see happen or in uh, something like that. Any uh, any of the PBS PBS um or PBC um promotions? 
any of the welterweights that Anything. are there to fight um, uh, Terrence Crawford. Yeah. And, um, Fuck and yeah. I want to see Inouye fight again. I don't know if you saw Inouye's last fight. I didn't man. see his last one, but I know he's Dude, finally man. over here. Man, he's he's just something else, man. He's that, a bad motherfucker. I got him as pound for pound the best. And, and when you see and when you see his fight, go go and watch his fight, man, and you'll you'll know what I'm talking about. I've seen a, a many of his fights besides the first one he finally came over here, and I, I just I was busy, I didn't get to watch it, but mm-hmm. I I know he's been top five for a long time, but they were reluctant to give him the title because of the fame of the people here and because he hadn't come over here yet. But and I, and this, it sucks for him that he's that he's a fucking like what bantamweight. He's a bad weight. Yeah, it sucks yeah. that because a lot of times people don't get excited about it, but he is a bad motherfucker. Yeah, you have, um, I mean, there's fights that could be made, and, and um, like, you know, if Canelo would fight uh, Benavides, yeah. fuck, that'd be a great fight. Hell I, I'd, yeah. I'd want to watch it. I don't care who wins, but I, that's a fight that I'd want to watch, or him fighting Bivol, or him challenging to be great and go against be, uh, better be. And, and you say, damn, man, you know, like, um, win, lose, or draw, man, you know, he respect. You know? Right. And um, and it's the most money he, the most money he can make. Well, great, you know. But um, but I was asking earlier, how do you pay a man thirty five million dollars? And and there's got to be a return. Yeah, I just can't hand over thirty five million dollars and 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 not get something back. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's, like, it's especially they have data. They're looking at the numbers. They're like, look, man, we had your fight. Not many people watched. You no. know, we didn't have that many viewers. We didn't actually make money. We lost money paying you shit. Yeah. And there's a reason, man. It's not all that money was taken away from soccer. Yeah, that's where, that's, that's where the money's at. Yeah, and honestly, the, the zone was making more, they make money in soccer and everything else, man. But boxing was not is not not really there. Right. You know, I, I other fights are cost a lot less money. That's understandable. I see that. But when you're throwing away this kind of money, man, it's not working. Yeah, true. When's uh when, when are your next fights at boxing or MMA? My boy just won the world title, man. Um, Junto Nakatani on Friday. He, no shit. He, he's, a, he's the new WBO fly, uh, flyweight champion of the world. Wow! Congratulations. He won the knockout in the eighth round, man. And um, you know, because of the world that we live in today, Carlos Quadras fought on October the twenty third. If I would have flown October the twenty fourth, the very next day to Japan, I wouldn't. Uh, I would have got there, but um, the quarantine is fourteen days, and it, and I only it wouldn't long. It would have only been 13 days, and I couldn't leave the bubble Fuck. to to be in the fight. So we did what technology with the new technology today, man. You know, I got on the cell phone on the line app, and uh, and I was guiding my my assistant coach in the corner. No shit. Telling the guy what to do, you know, and um, you know, tell him to go do this, do this, and you know, we're and we're I tell him to move to the left, and you know, we're, and, and it's fucking funny, man. Every you watch the fight, and you'll see. You'll see everything that we've that we practice and we've been learning over the years. It wasn't that fight. That's great. So it was cool, man. That's great. And um, you know, and and you know, getting it is it's a reward. The reward is that um, couldn't have done it without you. Yeah. You know, and I go. It goes both ways, man. That's fucking awesome. Yeah. Hell yeah. What do you say? You ready to call this? Your world, buddy. Beautiful. <laughs> Thanks for coming in. I really appreciate it. This is always uh, it's always fun for me because I get to just fucking geek out and talk about fucking boxing. But I mean, you're obviously it went pretty quick, huh? Yeah, an hour, <laughs> hour, hour, fifteen minutes. Beautiful. Shit. Yeah. Um, but I mean, 
especially because you're not just a boxing guy. You're obviously having a lot of wisdom in life, and you're not full of shit. And that's what people that's what people want to hear is that people aren't fucking lying. I sure hope so. <laughs> yeah, no one wants no one wants a fake motherfucker on this mm-hmm. shit. You know, you listen to podcasts for a reason because it's not radio. It's not fucking the news where it's fake. This is real shit. People say whatever the fuck they want. It's beautiful. Nice. And um, I'm glad you had a lot more input than than just boxing. You're, you're a really intelligent dude, and I appreciate that. Oh, okay. I don't know about the intelligent environment, but good. Okay. <laughs> Give me 10 bucks now because he paid me to say that. <laughs> All right, you guys. I thought it was 20. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for tuning in to Alternate Take. This has been another episode. I really appreciate it. Hope you guys got your money's worth. And uh, go out there, sling some dick, fucking have a good week, be safe, uh, and, uh, you know, all that good stuff. What it is, is she? Sling that, sling that pussy, fuck it, who gives a fuck, man? Go live your life, you know, you're gonna, you might die tomorrow, who the fuck knows? So, uh, thanks for listening, and then uh, I'll see you guys, man. Be safe. Peace.